Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gehen jetzt in den Wasser los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined with Lily Zaldivar, Hello. Miranda Sanchez, Hello. and Zach Ryan. Hello! <laughs> How is everyone How dare doing you? this week? I was, I was, really just, going well. three, I was just going yeah, three for three. Yeah, you're doing really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, no, okay. Wow, what an Apologies. excellent start to this amazing episode of NVC this I'm week. I'm sorry. Friendship. <laughs> no Friendship. I, liked, I liked it. It was a good, uh, a good flow we had going yeah. there. Keep yeah. things high-pitched. Cool. Fine. 
So how's everyone doing this week? Everyone good? Pretty good. Having a nice week? You get tired today yeah. from Zach? your trip? Yeah, I'm feeling a little jet lagged. I finally am kind of shaking it off. I was in Japan for 10 days um, last week that I was on the show. That's why. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a long trip. And I'm I'm slowly recovering, but yesterday I was definitely <laughs> falling asleep in a couple of meetings, and uh, yeah. just really feeling the lag. But yeah. see yeah. any uh, cool Nintendo things in Japan? I saw a lot of cool Nintendo <laughs> things. Yeah. I actually should have brought. I bought this funny uh, uh, Happy Meal toy from Japanese Happy Meals. That's Mario on a flagpole, and like you can like. <laughs> adjust like the height That's of the five awesome. but he's like uh-huh. this like he's got like one hand up and like a leg like up and it kind of looks like he's doing like a weird like stripper thing i don't know <laughs> i love it it's so weird nice yeah. japan getting free yeah. with it uh-huh. very cool <laughs> well speaking of mario mr mario have you guys played the mario balloon world update the for mario odyssey oh yeah yes just a few minutes just a yes. few minutes not at all experienced I, okay well i live streamed it on nvc when it came out on wednesday or it came out the day before on tuesday but i live streamed it on wednesday so hopefully you guys caught that it's a blast i love it i'm having a lot of fun with it yeah um it's a smaller update online uh, um, it adds like some online functionality where it's not asynchronous, where you're playing with other people at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you guys know the gist of it. You yeah. essentially have to find other people's hidden balloons or you can hide balloons that other people have hidden um, or you can hide balloons that other people can find. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So essentially you have what a time limit and you want to hide the balloons and then somebody comes and looks for them. Yes. And exactly. anyone can come and look for them or does it have to be your bud? Well, if it's, it depends. Like if you don't have enough friends who, um, put balloons in the world uh-huh. then it will like generate random people okay but you can also get um there's like a code a balloon code a balloon system. code yeah, yeah that you just put that oh, in good more codes yeah right <laughs> yeah. but the code is also super small in like the map area you have to really you have to get a magnifying glass to really oh, see right. it it's a little tricky yeah. finding your code yeah it's, it's in the stats area yeah, it's right in the stat one. yeah so make sure you check your stats that's how you find your friend code um but luckily they're short they're only like nine digits or something yeah. like that so short <laughs> nine digits yeah not so bad i mean it's whatever you know at least it's on xbox code it's like what 25 characters sure. or something yeah. like that yeah i so. really really like this update it's small but it's it holds a lot of fun potential yeah like you get to hide balloons like what you're seeing right now if you're watching if you're watching yeah if like you get to hide balloons you get to find them within a time limit and depending on how difficult it is you get it rewarded but the fun part is is that um you can um how would you say like you put money in like to you have to pay to play kind of with like coins that you get. Oh, okay. It's not <laughs> real money. Not real money. It's just coins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. pay to play with like the coins that you have. And um, every time that you do that, um, the person who created the hidden balloon gets that money. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to grind for coins in Mario. Yeah. If yeah, you still need to like unlock costumes. Yeah, there's and stuff. E- definitely easier ways to grind for coins. Like there's this is not the easy yeah. way. I like but the like, whole, it's a fun way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I like the whole ranking system um that they added. So like the more you play, whether or not you win or lose, um, you still rank up. So obviously you gain more experience um if you win. But like you can totally um rise in ranks and the higher you go, um the more time limits they give you and like the more coins you can get paid out with so it's really interesting it's obviously a smaller update but it came with additional costumes which is cool mm. um that's so, what i wanted yeah really it's always interesting yeah. um and it's nice to have luigi in the game finally even though we can't play as him i'm i'm really interested in watching like some pro level players hide oh, some yeah. stuff in like really devious places oh, yeah. i hadn't really some, like really difficult ones yeah i hadn't really considered uh the possibilities of like just how like where 
the heights that you can kind of reach until I was watching just then mm-hmm. the uh, little gecko man flying through. It was like, oh man, you could really mess some stuff up if you get in there and hide a balloon and like you know like make really impossible stuff to find. Yeah, well, not impossible because that wouldn't be fun. Well, but what was the one that um, Sam was trying to do earlier? In Mushroom Kingdom, there was one on the top of the castle, but he only had like 13 seconds to get there. Uh, so. The thing is, like, you can absolutely do this because someone has done it, mm. which is the kind of cool thing. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you're presented with this weird puzzle that you have to figure out how someone else did this right. Yeah. And a lot of them, the, I guess, lower reward coins ones are easier. Uh, and the nice thing, too, is, like, when you hover over a balloon you want to look for, you can kind of look around the map and see if you can see it within your, like, distance. And sometimes you can. And so it's like, oh, this is an easier one. Um but even sometimes when you can't see it, it's really hard because you have to, like, figure out how to get there. And, like, you can kind of practice, too, before you accept it, right? Yeah. And you kind of back out if it's still on your list after you go back in. Uh, but you can kind of keep trying to get to like, these weird areas. And that's really interesting to me because I didn't really mess around that much with it. Like, of course, when I was helping with the guide, I, like, I went to a lot of weird places. So I'm excited to use those for <laughs> this. Sure. Yeah. Those skills. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So and it's kind of a nice way to bring you back into the game. It's like, hey, there's like some extra coins. Like you may not need it, but if you want to finish uh, 100%ing all your costumes, like there's a totally reason to come back for it. Oh, yeah. How many more costumes did you say they added? Four? I think three or four. I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very Definitely cool, wear the wedding dress when you see Luigi. Yes. That has been a running joke all day today. He yeah. has some funny reactions. Yeah. 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 He has reactions to a bunch of different costumes, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I just really love that Luigi is always like, hey, bro. Yeah. You're ready to find, are you ready to find balloons, bro? Yeah, bro. Like, That's great. Oh, yeah. It's a little Easy. weird. Yeah, it's like, you need it. What are you telling me to do a little bit? We get <laughs> it. Mario's your bro. <laughs> 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 what happened? Um, yeah. Well, um, in other Nintendo news, uh, did you guys hear that Zelda Breath of the Wild finally broke one, min- one million sales in Japan, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. I mean, we've known for a while, for a long time, actually, that Zelda isn't as popular in the East as it is in the West. Um, and it took them a little while. Now, I have some numbers in front of me. It says that it sold 871,000 copies on the Switch and 133 copies on the Wii U. So they're combining both um, Switch numbers and Wii U numbers. Now, uh, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see a graph on screen right now. And it's kind of showing um, all of Legend of Zelda sales in Japan uh, from Ocarina of Time all the way over to Breath of the Wild. And this is uh, this graph is thanks to Ishan from Reset Era. So thank you very much uh, for providing us with that graph. So I just think it's really interesting. I mean, we can see just by taking a look, Ocarina of Time is by far the highest selling Zelda game to have sold in Japan. But then as you go down, uh, you can see that it varies quite a bit. Oof, Minish with, Cap. Yeah, Minish Phantom Cap. Phantom oh, shame. I love the Minish I, Cap. I did too. Really? I love Minish Cap, yeah. yeah. I think it's really interesting that, that Wind Waker sold almost... More in its first week than it did in its whole lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. criminal. Really, yeah, very fan- criminal. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of Phantom Hourglass, so I'm very surprised really by it. this. No, Phantom Hourglass is bad. It's bad. Oh, so I was like, like, really? And if you look at like Oracle <laughs> seasons and ages, they obviously combined both yeah. of those together too. So, yeah. like, yeah. that's a little telling. But I mean, Breath of the Wild is num- is number two yeah, um, on the list. Great. So it looks like you know. The Eastern market is starting to gain a little bit more interest uh, in the Zelda series. So that's exciting. It's it's pretty cool to see that stuff happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's never been more popular here in the West. I mean, people are still playing it all sure. the time. It's yeah, me. it's still on I'm MPD. still playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. need to finish all my shrines. Week over week, it's still in the top 10 games, which is awesome to see. Uh, you know, Still one of our most used guides. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, use our wikis. Yeah, a lot Thanks. of people still playing Zelda on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, have you guys got a chance to check out Doom's motion control update yet? What? No, but I heard it it makes that game even smoother. Which oh, yeah. It's wild. Yes. Like that, that game is is some of the most precise and smooth shooting, I think, in a first-person shooter in, in years. And the idea that adding gyro support to that, uh, motion controls, uh, makes it better is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like another little perk for owning the Switch Edition as well as any of the others. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's really interesting that, that that sort of upgrade can take a hardcore Doom player and be like, oh, this is a, totally an incentive for me to, to give it another run and see if I can do anything differently that I hadn't done previously. So, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like using it in handheld mode too. Sure. Like handheld mode in particular because I find that it gives you such a such a more immersive experience. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, if you have the screen this close to your face and you're just kind of like swerving it around the reticle actually moves with how you're moving it obviously because right. it's using motion and just that whole experience just drives me or it engages me more with the game itself that, that's interesting because like one of the things that i had a hard time with uh using motion controls in splatoon was the idea of like Leaves moving screen. the screen around mm-hmm. and like the yeah. angle at motion which you're controls yeah but like, i mean that's like the way to play it like i, know, right, I turned it off way. immediately yeah for sure me too yeah. it's just not something that's ever really appealed to me so the idea Thank that you. it 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 enhances the way that you play Doom is, is really interesting. Yeah, that's like the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that wouldn't work, but I mean, it does. I mean, I yeah, guys, I liked so. playing with motion cool. controls on my TV using the Pro Controller mm-hmm. to, yeah. to like fine tune stuff. But the idea of like tilting my screen and then like I'm you know not seeing the entire thing, like, I don't know, it always kind of turned me off. Yeah, no, I totally, I wasn't always the biggest fan of motion controls either. Like I honestly, when I played Splatoon, I always used um, the analog sticks or the yeah. thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. But the more like I experiment with different motion controls um, with different games, like first person shooters in particular. And now that I've seen it running on Doom, I kind of want every first-person shooter on Switch to have some sort of motion sure. control implementation. Yeah. Like, we're going to be talking about Payday 2 uh, later on the show, the Switch version, and that game doesn't have motion controls or motion aiming, and I really wish that it did. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like it really adds that nice precision level. I haven't tested it out uh, with multiplayer or PvP yet, but just using it against P- uh, like actual NPC enemies works really well for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I definitely have to test it out more. But I think it's great. I think it's fun that Bethesda and id are, you know, just still adding content to the game, trying to make it a better Switch game. So, yeah. Very you, cool stuff. Do you think they'll do the gyro controls for Wolfenstein when it comes Now on? that it's on Doom, I can totally see it coming, like launching cool. with Wolfenstein. Yeah, because that sounds really exciting. I'm, I'm not the type of person who would play Doom, but I really want to play Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch. And mm-hmm. I think with gyro controls, it sounds more exciting and more um, interactive. Oh, yeah. So I was just wondering. Oh, yeah. Do you think it'll happen? I Maybe. think that's a good point. Uh, yeah, it seems to me game. like it seems to me like it's like likely a day one yeah. thing. If if Bethesda's already worked out how to make it work on Doom, then I can't imagine they wouldn't just include it on Wolfenstein as well. I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you, Miranda. Yes. <laughs> um, so Friendship. I know, I know that uh, I know that there was a Sonic movie announced uh, a little oh. while ago, oh, but geez. yeah, I figured since Brian's not here, we could talk a little bit about it because you just hear him in the background. No, <laughs> you Sonic. Um, yeah, no. So apparently, Sonic the Hedgehog will star uh, in a future film set to debut on November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Now it was first announced in February of two thousand sixteen, with the release date set for two thousand eighteen, which is this. This year, um, but apparently it was pushed back till next year. But the cool thing about this is that the uh, Deadpool director Tim Miller has signed on to be the executive producer of this movie. So I mean, I love Deadpool. I thought it was great. It had great production. Yeah, 
Now, mm-hmm. this this Sonic movie is supposed to be similar to the Detective Pikachu movie, where it's going to be part CGI, part live action. Oh, right. So you think they're they're uh, going for that Sonic plot line from a game a few years ago, where he like dates a real human woman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, God. I could totally see that happen. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, they might they might be going down for that angle, but I mean. I think it's it's kind of interesting to see this sort of like resurgence or like these bigger franchises coming together or not coming together, but just coming forth and trying to make movies like Nintendo is yeah. working on their Mario movie with I'm, Illumination. Right. I'm really interested to see what tone they take because yeah. the last Sonic game yeah. was supposed to be like, you know, more gritty. Like that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if they're going to talk about forces. Yeah, like yeah. they're gonna try to go for that, or if they're gonna go back to just like more fun and bubbly and. Well, Sega also saw like tremendous past. success yeah. with the Sonic Boom right. uh, franchise, uh, which was I forget what network it was on, but it was like a CG animated yeah, I remember TV that. show that was really popular for a while, and they actually put out a couple of good games. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know the idea, I. I was mostly giving thumbs up until it was like, oh, and it's a mix of live action. Because, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know I don't about all that. I don't see why you'd yeah. need to do that. But Sonic though. has kind of, like, dabbled in that world for a long time, though, since, like, Sonic Adventure back on the Dreamcast, you know, sure. where they just threw him into, like, fake New York City with real people. And then, again, I have to reiterate that he did <laughs> date a human woman, which is weird. So, but I, I don't know. I, I do like Tim Miller. I think that, that, um, having him on as an executive producer guarantees that that there'll be some s- solidly decent action because yeah. he's like a well-known action dude before he, even before he was directed Deadpool. So um, having just watched Deadpool on the plane home from Japan, wow. I wonder how much just brutal violence there will be in this Sonic. <laughs> I was going to say, I just want to see some chows, but I don't want yeah. any brutal violence associated with that. He just like spins <laughs> through the middle of people. and Yeah, I could, I could be into that. I'm curious who uh, the main <laughs> studio is. <laughs> Like, that's pain for this. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's doing it. Just because I know Illumination is doing the Mario movie, so who is behind, who's backing this idea and going like, you know what, Mario's making a movie. Well, they already, Sonic was making it first, but I'm just, like, curious to see how this is going to go down. A part of me is so afraid oh, yeah. that we're going to get just, like, terrible old school like video game movies where we're like oh god why did we do this like who thought of this idea and i've just filled with a sense of dread i don't know why that's just the general (laughs) feeling about video game movies like yeah yeah any movie that's adapted from a video game for most part just like well prepare yourselves yeah Yeah. Yeah, like do we know besides like tim miller being the exec producer do we know anything else about the sonic movie just because they were going to release it this year, but then they pushed it out to next year. There should be some information mm. out there. Yeah, there is a little bit more information. Like, who's voicing Sonic? That Jaleel I- White. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Classic. Uh, actually, I'm not sure who's voicing Sonic. I don't know if that's been announced yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just got people from the game or the animated series to do it. So Yeah, that'd be cool. Ryan Reynolds yeah. just makes a, a two-for-two turn. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is like Pikachu and... <laughs> That kill me. <laughs> what are you more excited to see, Miranda? Detective Pikachu? Well, or? definitely Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. But are you but, more excited to see Ryan Reynolds' voice, Detective Pikachu, or potentially Sonic? Fit. I think he's a good actor, but I don't think he's a good fit for Pikachu. Mm. Who do you think is a good fit for Pikachu? I agree with the rest of the internet and Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That would have been awesome. Well, Detective yeah. Pikachu is like the gritty. This is not Ash's Pikachu. This is like a gritty Pikachu just out there doing yeah. detective work. Like, yeah, he's seen sense. some things. Seen some worse things. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty worse. good. Yeah, so it's just like having Ryan Reynolds is just an odd choice because I know his humor and I don't think it really fits. I, I'm sure he can well, act. It's well the enough, same. But. It's the same sort of thing. Like we were talking about on this show a few weeks ago about the Mario movie. In that, 
Mario is mostly a silent protagonist, mm-hmm. but in order to sell movie tickets, you need some kind of big name behind your titular hero. So, like, Mario will probably have a lot more talking to do on screen in his movie, and it'll probably be voiced by somebody that's relatively well known. Like, Mario I'd, be voiced by someone else? Yeah, I would assume so. Sweet yeah, mm. rather than Charles Martinet, I bet you they, I bet you they recast. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'm willing to put money on it. I, I think they that... need, they need to put a name on that to put butts in seats outside Play, of Mario. Place your bets. Place your bets now. What are we betting? I'll say a solid In-N-Out cheeseburger lunch. All right, I'm in. Let's right. do that. I'm right, in. Cool. I'm in. Can I get in? I'm not taking all of you guys to lunch if I lose. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lily, that is. Lily took it first. I called so, first. Yeah. I think Charles Martinet will do the voice of Mario. And if I'm wrong, I will treat you to a sweet In-N-Out meal. Right, One double-double. Here I come. <laughs> you heard it. It's easy. Actually, I shouldn't be making these bets because I also bet Ryan McCaffrey that Zelda would not launch with the Switch. To which we all know I lost. So, yeah. <laughs> you you right. did. It took me like almost a year to pay up, pay up on that. So yeah. well, it's okay. I mean, Marty said he would eat a mug. So he ate the mug. He, he did. He did. Mug, he yeah. did finally eat the mm-hmm. mug. But I mean, it took him a while. Yeah. And he also said, "Oh, I'll eat a mug." I mean, that's fine. I actually saw him eat that mug. It was crazy. Jeez. Don't eat mugs, guys. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take our break a little earlier today. Thank you, Zach, very much for joining us. Off. He's got to sign off. Yeah. Got a very He's important thing to attend to. Yep. Yep. Um, but we will be right back to talk about Payday 2 and the new releases for the week. So stick around. Listen. And welcome back to part two of Nintendo Voice Chat, where we're here to talk about all of the new games coming out this week and also next week as well, because we're going to be talking about Payday 2, we're going to be talking about Typo Man, Layers of Fear Legacy, and of course, we also have some making up to do for Question Block, um, because I promised you guys last week, since we ran out of time, didn't get a chance to answer all of the questions, I want to make up for it and do a couple extra ones this week. Sure. But before we get into all that... We've got some um, games to talk about. Yeah, we do yeah. have a lot of games to talk about about i mean miranda and i actually got a chance to play payday 2 mm-hmm. for switch nice. um yeah so we got a bunch of hands-on time with it we played cooperty or cooperty wow cooperatively <laughs> online yeah yeah that co-op yeah, yeah, and it was great. It was fun. Um, it's a lot so, of learning. Lots and lots of learning, yes. Um, so also, I did the review for Payday 2, so uh, you definitely want to check that out. It's live now on IGN if you guys want to see what the game looks like running on Switch. And again, if you're watching the video podcast, you can see some clips of it going right now. And this is the train level. It's one of the DLCs um, that we didn't get a chance to play together, Miranda. Right. right. We did get that goat mask, though. Yes. Goat simulator, so that was the important part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like what Payday 2 is like on Switch yeah. versus like the other consoles and stuff, because I did get a chance to play a little bit um, of the other console versions as well. But let's focus on Switch for now. So I've, I've been really just... Dying to pick your brain, Miranda, particularly yeah. because you're you're very uh, skilled in first person shooters. You know a lot about them, um, and I would just love to hear what you think it's like playing Payday in handheld mode on Switch. Right? Yeah, I did not like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so cool. the thing with Payday is like there's so many things you need to manage with your controller mm-hmm. um, because you have so many options to like set traps and to gather bodies and like you're mostly using the bumpers, but um, when you're not. Sometimes having that in the handheld mode just is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the tutorial in handheld mode, and then I was just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think part of that also is that my hands are kind of small. And granted, yeah. like people are like, oh, well, the Switch controllers are kind of small. It's like, well, that's true, but my wrists are also small. So like the way I hold my controller for a shooter mm-hmm. and how I sit for a shooter is very different from how when I'm playing Zelda or something a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, Zelda doesn't get 
its own challenges. But um, just the way I prefer to play those is like very different postures. And I had a hard time just holding the switch and maneuvering well enough mm-hmm. to be as accurate as I would have liked to be. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the hand homo goes, I just was like, nope. And kept it docked. Oh, yeah. yeah. That worked much better for me. I yeah. completely agree. And I don't even think it's the small hands thing because I, yeah. I think I have pretty big hands. And we have very different hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different perspectives for hands. But I mean, like. Honestly, for me, it felt the same. It was a little awkward playing it on in handheld mode. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed playing it with the Pro Controller. I think it feels solid um, using the Pro Controller, just navigating through the world and actually like shooting, especially with the um, aim assist that it offers, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. It, it's definitely helpful. But this is definitely the type of game, at least for me, that I would primarily play, like you said, on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, too, um, some of the diff- other differences as well are this version, uh, the Switch version of Payday 2 runs at 30 frames per second. You feel that? Yes, you can yeah. definitely, I had definitely it feel like it. it from, I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but right. just by looking at the B-roll, if you're watching the YouTube um it like it does look at thirty frames per second, and I prefer a sixty frames per second shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ideally so, you want that. Yeah, uh, this is my first time actually playing Payday Two. Like I had a lot of friends that were playing on PC, and so I kind of missed the boat. Just yeah. sailed off without me. Uh, so I was happy to get into this, and you could definitely feel like what the difference would be there. Yeah. Exactly, and it dips occasionally, but for the most part, would you say it's steady? I thought it was steady. Just don't from... just don't light anything on fire. Yeah, yeah, the fire <laughs> does. Um, you know, those Molotov cocktails right? were not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They destroyed us. <laughs> yeah, once the action like really gets heated and picks up, um, that's really when you're going to see some frame dips. But for the most part, um, the experience for me was pretty steady. And I think that, you know, uh, I think they did a great job actually reproducing the actual experience of like playing Payday 2 and bringing it to Switch. Sure. Um, I mean, the novelty, of course, of playing with friends is like the biggest part, right? It's like totally. I had so much more fun playing with you guys than I did by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, and the this is the biggest thing about Payday 2 on Switch, is that there's just no way to communicate with your team mm-hmm. through the console itself. So oh. we actually were using Discord uh, to yeah. talk about, you know, to, to communicate. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask, do you guys are you guys using Discord? I mean, I'm assuming not Skype, but oh, yeah, no. Discord it's would be the thing of the past now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mostly just Discord. Method. Yeah, and that that was fine, but like I did have to have like a different headphones on that kind of right like mask the sound like, of the game a little bit. Yeah, like I have over the ear headphones with the speaker, and so that that was a little annoying, but I yeah. mean, I made it work. I'm a little surprised that it's not supported by the like just Nintendo online app, the, mm-hmm. the voice chat app that we have. So we had to resort to something like Discord to actually be able to communicate with each other. But the good news is Discord does work well. Like, it's totally a viable way to play. Maybe they'll update the app, the Nintendo app, for when online comes out or ever. I don't know. Because we don't even use it for Splatoon 2. Like, we just use Discord. So, I don't know what that... Like app is for anyway. They've been very slow to update that app, so yeah. I'm not I'm not even sure what they're planning on doing with it anymore. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, maybe so. once the online service, like you said, comes yeah, into play, maybe in focus September, a little bit more get on better. that. Yeah, and in, in September we'll get like voice chat for Payday Two. That would be very helpful. It would be yeah. very cool. Uh, I did appreciate that the connectivity generally seemed really stable. Oh yeah, I, I, we didn't have any drop and drop out problems at all. Like it was it was a good experience overall with 
online play. Nice. Yeah. And the load times, too, were really good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the game runs pretty smooth other than, like, the few frame dips. Um, I will say, too, the developers have been very careful with their choice of words about how they talk about Payday's resolution. Yeah. Um, because what they say is that it runs up to 1080p while playing docked. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed during my gameplay is that there are some slight variations in resolution while playing um, docked. So I could I could see that it varies. It's sort of like what Doom is with yeah. a dynamic resolution. It mm-hmm. goes between 720 and 1080. So you're going to notice that. And some textures might be a little bit fuzzier than than normal. Yeah. But it's not that distracting, especially when you're playing in actual handheld mode. So yeah. Yeah. It's like the trade-offs. Like you're playing this on Switch. So you, and there's that expectation. They have like right. let you know that this is a thing that will happen. Right. So I think it's fair so long as you realize that that is a difference for this version. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's totally not a problem for me. I personally don't mind it. I am. I think that the trade-off of like you know having a portable system that you can take with you on the go is something that I value way more than like 4K graphics right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I and I think that there's a dichotomy there between people who like sort of like believe that and then sort of don't accepted that sort of answer from Nintendo. Yeah. But um, I stand more in line of like, yeah, this is a portable version of Payday and it's pretty much the exact version of Payday that you got, that you have on PC and consoles, um, but it's now on Switch. So it's very cool, except, side note though, there is, uh, the Switch version of Payday is one content update behind the console versions, which is unfortunate. Um, and that's, and the console, ver- the other console versions are also slightly behind the PC version. So. Right, which which yeah. makes sense kind of, but it is unfortunate that it is a little it's launching behind essentially. Yeah. So. Essentially, yeah. So. So yeah, I mean, that's Payday 2. I I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good game. Um I like if you like shooters, I would definitely recommend picking it up, uh, especially if you're all into online co-op shooters like Destiny or Rainbow Six, stuff like that. But um yeah, Payday 2 on Switch, it's available on February 27th so look forward to that next week cool yeah absolutely but another game that we're going to talk about right now it's actually our pick of the week as well is layers of fear legacy i'm saying no because i hate horror games i don't like i I don't hate them i'm just a baby (laughs) and so like i have to play with somebody have all these like very set rules of like if i'm going to play a horror game it has to be like seven in the morning and i'm drinking coffee and birds are chirping um so you don't like resident evil or the daylight has to be no no one time uh they tried to assign me to do the the evil within wiki and oh, yeah. i just said, was like nope <laughs> i cannot do this sorry i'm not they're like oh, okay sorry. horror games are yeah. like one of my favorite genres to play so. horror yeah. movies yeah. horror games those I'm are just, i'm just a baby i have a hard time with anxiety so yeah um, sometimes like the jump stairs really get to me sometimes oh, yeah. and i have a hard time shaking that off yeah so, that, so miranda this... you haven't been playing this but no Lily but you guys have, have so please yeah. so tell us all about it so i started playing yeah. today because i was really curious about Spookies. it yeah, this game, like, for the first 30 minutes that I played of it, there, I definitely, there was one part where everything, something shattered behind me, and I got, like, that creepy, like, feel up your spine, like, oh, if I turn around right now in this game, like, will there be something behind me? And I know it's in a game, and it's not VR, like, it's not gonna, it's not actually there, but I'm so chilled by it. Yeah. It is a weird game. Yeah. Like, the premise is weird. Because it's like this painter who just goes insane. Yeah, totally. And I love it. And it it's kind of makes me think of the portrait of Dorian Gray, where if you've uh, read it, it's about this um, painter who, what is the story about? It's like a painter who basically puts his soul into the painting. Mm-hmm. So he stays young, but the painting, all of the like his misdoings, everything that he does that's evil or 
um, wrong, like affects the painting rather than himself. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think that this paint, this uh, game is about, except just kind of creepy in a sense. Uh, just, I'm excited to play it like fully in its entirety and I'll probably play it at night and I'll probably be, <laughs> I'm just watching this clip. Sorry. If you're on video, like see me visibly recoiling because like they're, they turn around slowly. Like whoever did this gameplay, I was like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah, I really, me. I really want to play this like at night, like on a stream and just be like, all right, we're playing a horror game. Yeah, Let's do it. The cool Grab thing some popcorn. <laughs> with switch, even though, like I say, I'm not super into horror games. Like, the cool thing is that you can like really bundle up and get it close. Cause like, I know how immersed I get in my switch whenever I'm playing games, just have your headphones on. You're very close. Yeah. And it's, it just feels more personal that way. Yeah. yeah. I think horror games are going to work so well on switch with players of color yeah. as well. So. Oh yeah. So how totally. did how did you enjoy it? Because you played it more than I did. That's actually partly how I was playing this game. Was like mm-hmm. under a blanket with headphones on, just like oh my god, <laughs> Philip in a blanket. Like <laughs> yeah. How do I? No, how I'm do I actually. Get this? <laughs> I'm really enjoying this game. It's really cool. It's um it's Layers of Fear Legacy Edition. So it has like the base game in it, and it also has the added DLC, which is just like some short additional chapters where they give you a flashlight, which is pretty cool. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> very neat new mechanics. Um, but um yeah, I thought it. I think it's a really cool game um it's a fun exploration horror game like there isn't any combat in the game from what i've noticed um there's a lot of opening drawers and doors yes yeah yes there is i thought i thought for a second that maybe something weird would happen but i was like nope just opening this door and opening this (laughs) and looking at this paper well what's cool though about the switch version (laughs) is if you play with split joy con you can actually use motion control to like um, simulate opening a door. So if you're holding your Joy-Cons in your hands like like I'm doing right now, um, you can like actually try and open a door like oh, that. So like or open a drawer. Yeah. And then- yeah, like you're pulling like you're reaching for the drawer and you pull it out. And it works well. It's pretty intuitive. Um, it's fun. But at the same time, if you're playing with, you know, on in TV mode or in handheld mode, that actually wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I probably don't do that. But that is yes. a really cool mechanic to add for that. Yeah, yeah. It's just fun when like devs like think about Switch exclusive features that they could sort of amp up their game yeah. with. And when it works well like this, it makes me really happy. I wonder if there will ever be a horror Labo game. Ooh, that's interesting. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool, yeah. I'm just trying to think of how it would make an axe. Work. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool, like the robot Flash one where light. you have to like put, but instead it's an axe and you have to. Or, like, yeah, I mean, like there's simple tools, but like maybe yeah. there's something you can do with like some functionality with yeah, whatever. That'd be cool. You know. Yeah. Nintendo get on that. I mean, like or those are basic things. Like ToyCon Garage. Right. People could just make it themselves. You know. Yeah. yeah. Make some Halloween toy cons or something. You hear that out there? That <laughs> would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be neat. But yeah, I really like this game. If you like horror games, um, I definitely would suggest picking this up. Mm-hmm. Um, until Bendy and the Ink Machine comes out because that game is also a horror game and it's really fun and it's cartoony and it's amazing. So just oh. Yeah, it's in, it's on PC. But, you know, just saying, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, another game that has released this week uh, is actually a game that was originally re- released on Wii U and now it's on Switch. It's called Typo Man. So have you guys played Typo Man in the past before? <laughs> now, this game is very, very unique. I've never played a game like this before. It's like a puzzle platformer so you basically run around as this unnamed hero i guess he's unnamed but he could also be called hero because his body is literally made up of the words hero um so if you're seeing it on screen yeah yeah, you can see right now if you're watching the video uh podcast uh, you can watch me die right away (laughs) um yeah my character just totally (laughs) fell off of a cliff yeah and now uh we're loading back in but you can see uh it's there's some platforming mechanics but the main hook of this game is really the puzzle aspects oh this 
this might not be some good footage here that we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. But, um, Sometimes you grab whoops. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so what's really cool about this. Hey, y'all should check out the video version of this. Definitely <laughs> watch the good. video version. Yeah. It's I bet you he made it that time. <laughs> deaths after deaths. It's very nice. It's, uh, it's like zero deaths. Yeah. Zero deaths. Zero deaths for zero type death. of men. No, it's fine. No, but um, no. The hook of this game is the actual puzzle mechanics. So you find these words that are just sort of laid out around the world, and they're actual words, and you have to rearrange the letters to make it work for you. So you might see a gate somewhere that's shut, and oh, grabbed it. Nice. So so here, I'm actually going to do it right now. It it actually says um, on screen right now, Craft new words. Craft new words, and the gate is closed. So in order for your character to open a gate or to, like, make it through a certain checkpoint, you actually have to use the according word that uh, would work with whatever situation you're in. So right now I'm, like, pulling out different word or different letters, trying to figure out what word um, would make sense to make this gate sort of open up for me. So... Um, I ended up using the word down and that actually worked in this situation. So it's cool. The game offers these different sort of challenges where you have to figure out kind of like a crossword puzzle, what the right word is. Yeah. So it's fun. Like I said, it originally came out on Wii U, um, of years ago, yeah. but yeah, now it's out on switch. And if you miss it the first time around and you like platformers with like a twist in there, like some puzzle aspects of it. Definitely check t- check out Typo Man because it's it's a lot of fun and it yeah. makes you think. You know what this reminds me of? Um, this reminds or like this game reminds me of um, like a more intricate version of Scribble Knots. Yeah, and I really I just love the style of that of you know Typo Man. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to play this game. Well, Scribble Knots is cool because you can like. Just put in any word, and then yeah. it'll just make whatever you put in yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. why I say yeah. it's an intricate version, because it's, like, more... Mm-hmm. Like, you have to craft the word out of the things that they have there, yeah. rather than, like... A little bit more limited. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, like, oh, you need to create... Like, write a write a word for something that will open. Right. Door. Exactly. <laughs> something, yeah. Yeah, so it does... It's a challenging game. Um, so, you know, if you like harder games with some puzzles in there, check it out. Um, but another kind of weird but in a really good way game came out on switch this week it's called old man's journey yeah very popular ios game yeah yeah have you played old man's journey i have not i've only seen some clips of it and i was like wow i need to play this game and uh we were when we were talking about game of the year stuff last year i guess part of our best of uh when we were talking about the mobile category this is one that stuck out a lot for people oh really it's beautiful like it's so it's so stylized and like the way that you play this game is different from any other game that I've ever played. Um, maybe you guys could say differently, but it's just like the idea is that, you know, this old man is walking and, you know, jur- doing going a journey. On a journey. He's going on a journey. Around. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and the idea is that you have to change the environment that he's in to like get from point A to point B, um, which I thought was really cool and the it looks like they make this artwork with like I'm, I'm assuming it's digital painting, but it's so intricately done, and I oh, I just love it. I love looking at this. I love the backstory. Yeah, I love like this is a game that I would totally suggest getting if you're into something more calming and you're like, you know what, I've totally am done with playing Layers of Fear Legacy. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on a journey as an old man, and don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, like obviously the footage uh, you're looking at 
TV mode footage right now if you're watching the video podcast. But this game is really best played in handheld mode, and yeah. it's because of the touchscreen. Um, because the primary game mechanic right here is essentially you're building a pathway for your old man uh, who you kind of control. It's kind of like a point-and-click adventure game, except you have to build pathways for him to be able to cross. So it's a little puzzly in that aspect, and I definitely had some spots where I just, you know, was scratching my head for a while, just trying to figure out how to make this old guy herd some sheep so he can (laughs) get through a certain area. Um, But like, like I like Lily was saying, actually, it's very relaxing to play. It's, it's just one of those games that you can throw on and kind of mindlessly um, play while some, TV show is going on in the background or a movie or yeah. whatever, yeah. So it's very quiet, Definitely laid back. something to relax with. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Another thing to relax with that I want to talk about that is not new. Yes, let's talk about. <laughs> Stardew Valley. Uh-huh. So like hey. After we got playing Payday 2, I just kept going back to Stardew. Uh, recently, uh, the developer announced that they are looking to have their multiplayer beta go live in spring. Like They confirmed this like a while ago, but they just re-updated us and saying, hey, this is still happening. Um, I don't think the beta is going to be on Switch. I don't see a right. world where that would happen. Probably a PC beta. But even with that, it's like a reminder to like, hey, make sure your, <laughs> your farm's, your farm's doing well. Yeah. yeah cause, so I played on PC and then moved to Switch uh, with the intention of kind of keeping my permanent farm on Switch, even though I had like 80 hours on PC. Yeah. Leaving it, letting it go. And coming on here because I'm I just so excited to play multiplayer on Switch because I know some of my friends also have their farms going. Yeah. And like I just want to make sure mine's in a good place. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so exciting. And it's just it's such a calming game, guys. If I don't know, if you're not playing Sturdy Valley on Switch, I'm I'm disappointing you. Yeah, no, I mean definitely it's it's so much it's such a fun game. I'm kinda sad that I never got like too into that game. Well, now you I'm can't. disappointed in you. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like I think once the online update drops, I'm gonna give it another shot and try and go in there fully because it's totally right up my alley. Like I love mm-hmm. those kind of games that you can just build a second life in, essentially. You yeah, know, as a farmer. So, yeah, it's very cool. farming things. Yeah, like getting married. So many options. Uh, in the post, I believe they posted on February 17th. Um, they they keep teasing little bits from. The update, because um, yeah. in, in addition to multiplayer, they're having other features, um, and they're going to add signs, which oh. doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's like a nice way to label crops and stuff, and like cool. maybe oh. player houses, just because you'll have more people interacting with your farm, and you maybe don't want them to touch something, or that kind of thing. Another way to communicate, and I think that particularly works well with Switch, since you know we don't know how voice functionality, if there will be any, specifically for Stardew Valley, yeah. but... Um, just like cool stuff like that. Can you send mail to each other in that game? I don't know. We Ooh, don't know pen yet. Pals. That would be really cool. I'd yeah, want, I'd want to be pen pals. like on uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, nice. yeah. that would be fun. Yeah, like, so. come check out my farm. I've got yeah. some good crops. Yeah, I really hope we get a new Animal Crossing soon. Yeah, it's good. Just to throwing see. that out there, but <laughs> completely random. <laughs> but until then, we do have Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I know there's a lot of. There's like farming simulator games kind of coming to Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Harvest Moon Creator just announced like a new yeah. game yep. as well, yep. which looks super cute and is also announced for Switch. And I'm just like, yes, give it to me on yeah, Switch. Exactly. Um, I want to know what more, because it's like an, a deluxe edition. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's the deluxe part about? And they're like, more information coming soon. And I was like, but what is the deluxe edition about? Yeah. I'm into it. I'm all, I'm all into it. Here's my money. Here's my down payment on this game. <laughs> what is this deluxe edition about? Yeah. But they won't tell you. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, hopefully they let the cat out of the bag soon because I'm dying to find out myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So 
I did want to save some extra time here for a couple extra questions from Question Block because we ran out of time last week. So, And we got some good ones here for you guys. So, uh, yeah, if you do have any questions for us in the future, our email is nvc at ign.com. So make sure you send in your questions there or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you see NVC. But let's jump into the first question. This one comes to us from Rad. Um, He says, hey, all, or he or she, I'm actually not sure. Hey, all, just a quick question for some of the parent gamers out there. I have a nine-month-old and a six-year-old daughter. I'm finding it really hard to play the games I used, aka, or I used to, aka Zelda, Xenoblade, as I have as I have hardly any time on my hands. After purchasing the Switch, it has allowed for me to have a little more as the portability really compensates for not feeling um, or for not feeling like I am not spending adequate time with my family. Oh. I am really enjoying Celeste at the moment and the infamous Darkest Dungeon. Are there any other quick games that don't involve 32 pages <laughs> of dialogue and cutscenes to actually grab my attention that you could recommend? So I think this is a pretty good question. Stardew Valley. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about no, one of those games. Really, I think that would be a good one because you can play it day by day. Yeah. Um, since you have very marked seasons and stuff, and like you can work towards certain objectives, but there's not a lot of... Take your time with them. Right. Yeah, like You don't have to jump into the narrative of Stardew Valley. If you don't want to have a relationship with the townspeople, you don't have to. And like, you can kind of just farm on your own or you can go dungeon crawl every day if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just as long as you're making money somehow. So I think that could be a good solution. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the only problem there is that you can't save whenever you have to save by going to sleep. But I think days are short enough if you put them right. And you can also just power it down super quick yeah. to sleep. That's true. And that's the beauty of the Switch is like you can power it down anytime and pick it up again wherever you left off. So, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think if I could recommend any games right now, like a lot of these, a lot of the smaller indie titles, um, like obviously SteamWorld Dig 2 is a fantastic game uh, you can pick up and play. It doesn't have too many cutscenes. It has dialogue, but you don't really have to follow the story at all if you, if yeah. you want to just play through it real quickly. Um, also, Mr. Shifty is another great pick up and play game that I loved on Switch uh, that came out a little while ago. So, yeah, things like that. Um, I don't know. Lily, do you have any suggestions? Um, I'm trying to think. I know uh, he or she said, you know, not many cutscenes. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you want, like, some time to relax, maybe Old Man's Journey might be a good one because yeah. it is totally. it is thought-provoking and it's also very relaxing. You can turn it off anytime you want to. There's no, like, issues with that. Um, I'm ch- like, I can't really think because most of the games I play, like, are, like, into the, into the woods. Like, they have... A it's lot a lot of dialogue. A lot of story. Yeah, it's yeah. a good adventure yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like maybe like journey for you. Battleship Brigade could be fun too. Like that's a lot more quick matches because you are timed and in, in cooking food. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's a very fun indie game that I also love on my Switch. Uh, that you are essentially in a food competition with other chefs Mm -hmm. and you're trying to qualify to be in part of the brigade um there are some more long narrative stuff at the beginning but as you get into it you kind of just start going back into the battles and focusing on that yeah so it'd be good yeah also it's just an awesome game so it is an awesome game for sure i love it so much i've yet to play it i'm sorry (gasps) so good (laughs) i ended up playing um doki doki literature club instead that's good too oh man both great games (laughs) i don't know if i was worth it Um, really well anyway it's a discussion for another time (laughs) okay (laughs) all right let's move on down the row here all right next question comes to us from tyler from oklahoma tyler says dear ign crew 
Do you think the recent rise of indie games will have an impact on the price of bigger franchises in the future? For instance, I am finding it harder and harder to spend $50 or $60 on a game when there are so many good indie games to choose from that are all priced around $20. No. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think they're going to keep their prices up there. And I think it's fair, too, because a lot of times like these AAA games are developed by massive studios with a lot mm-hmm. of people to pay. Yeah. Uh, so you do kind of need to make sure your price is at the right place for yeah. that product that you're going to buy. Oh, totally. Um, but that doesn't mean that and there's not a lot of work that goes into games. There's like tremendous work that goes into them as well. Uh, I think that just because of maybe how the production goes, they can they generally have lower prices. Yeah, I think um, it really depends on the type of game. Like I know I would spend fifty or sixty dollars on, you know, Odyssey or Zelda, um, but I don't I don't know. I feel like there are certain indie games that have the same quality as Mario and Zelda, but um, I'm perfectly perfectly fine spending twenty dollars with them. And then there are games like Mario and Zelda and then like other games that will come in the future like Wolfenstein 2 where I'm like, I know the quality. I know that I'm going to love the game. I'm going to drop that money for it. It's a complicated um, like seesaw of, you know, indie games that are great that are up to par as Mario and Zelda. And uh, yeah, I get I get the idea. I get it. It's hard. It's a hard bargain for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with both of you, honestly. Like, I think Miranda... um, I don't know. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that the prices aren't going to drop. Because I, I honestly, if anything, I see them raising or getting higher in the future as game as we go yeah. on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, video games right now are actually pretty cheap compared to what they were like 20, 30 years ago. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, put it also into perspective is like how much time are you putting into them too? Like, right. A lot of these bigger $60 games, it's like sometimes you can have 100 hours right. um, compared to like how much you spend on a movie ticket. You know, like how much do you spend on your total adventure to a movie? That's right. um, true. And actually. it's like keeping things in perspective, too, because like I know sometimes we get worried about price for products. Um, but we also want to remember that we're paying people for their creations. Like yeah. this is someone's work and, you know, you should get paid for it. Exactly. Like, that's like a thing with Doki Doki Literature Club. I was so surprised that it's free. Like it's just straight up free. It's because they're making another game. Yeah, I mean, there. sure, but they could still have charged, like, five bucks for it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I was like, everyone, buy the fan pack so that yep. you can support the developers and give them money and pay for their work because, like, I think that's really important, too. Yeah. Totally different thing, but, no, I don't think they're going to lower prices because uh, there's, like, the scale, right, of, yeah. of the amount of people they have working on it, I guess the number of people they have working on it and the breadth of the game as well. I wonder if the sequel is going to be, like, have a price to it or if it's Se- going to be free. Sequel to Doki 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 Doki, Doki yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a different game. Yeah, it's so that's a, a horror game. I'm going to say that's a whole different mm. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. There's there's a lot. There's a lot so to talk much. about with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's keep moving down the line here again. Um, so. This next question comes to us from somebody named Philip, another Philip. He says, hey, Philip, great name. That's what he said, not me. Um, The NBC team. Love the show. On several episodes recently, various people have commented on playing Switch while traveling to Japan or across the country. Someone commented about looking forward to playing Dragon Quest Builders on an upcoming 10-hour flight. I was wondering, how is this possible? Well, I have a very, very uh, just quick answer for you and that is battery packs definitely definitely bring a battery pack with you when you're traveling um there are some cool ones that you can um just clip onto your switch i know anchor i believe makes one and so does nyko uh but i also think that just like a portable like separate battery or power bank that has a cord running through it that you just 
clip into one side of the power bank and then you know clip into your switch on the other works well um it'll buy you at least like you know depending on how many milliamps you have like a 20,000 milliamp should get you at least i want to say three hours if not longer than that so doubling your switch's battery life Mm -hmm. yeah i just hope that there's an outlet um i usually check that before i get on my flight because you can check online on your flight what what amenities your plane has um because there's no way I want to carry a massive battery pack with me and already like a bunch of other stuff. That's true. So like that's yeah. that's my thing. Like I understand if you're going on like really long flights like that'd be cool too. But usually on those really long flights you do have outlets. Right. So well international flights. At least for me. Yeah. yeah and like for most co- cross country flights I've been on as well as those have outlets. You've been but. on some nice planes. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's questionable. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, there are some planes that do have outlets. So if they, if you find a plane with an outlet, definitely use that. But I, whenever I travel, I always travel with a power bank. Um, yeah, and like there's yeah. plenty out there too. Like you just, of course, want to do the research and make sure you're getting the right ones too. Because oh, sometimes totally. your switch could charge your power bank instead. No, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was, wasn't someone like plugged in their switch to their laptop and started charging their laptop? That has happened I before. I think I've seen that yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. So it's like just so making weird. sure you're getting the right. Because if you get a USB right Type C to USB Type C and plug one end to a switch and the other end into like the new MacBook Pro, it'll charge your MacBook Pro. That happened to yeah. me actually. Oh, that's yeah. actually that's yeah, really okay. funny. Yeah, it's really weird and scary. Um, all right, we got one more question here. One more question. This one comes to us from Kyle L. Kyle asks. Um, he says, "Hi, NVC crew. Hello. I, I have a question that's a little more on the silly side. Yes, but I'd love to hear your response. Nintendo has to know about Waluigi's fame and infamy on the internet." Um, they've <laughs> developed other characters in the past, assigning them uh, different attributes that have been fleshed out into a, into full game concepts. Think Wario and his greed, Luigi being scared, etc. Up to this point, Waluigi has just been another playable character in sports games and doesn't really have a personality. What? Do you think that the big N should capitalize on his notoriety among the millennial Tumblr crowd? And if so, what would a Waluigi-centric game look like? What would his hook? What would be his hook? If any of the very side characters were to get a game, I'd want it to be Ashley. Ashley? She's awesome. Oh, From WarioWare? Yeah. Yeah, she's so cool. Okay. Well, we're talking about Waluigi. And- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Waluigi has personality. If you have played him in any of the Mario parties, he either talks about how number one he is and he goes, wow, Luigi, number one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> or, number one. Or he pulls out a rose from nowhere. So I think he's just a true romantic that just wants to get with all the ladies. So I think a dating sim for Waluigi Whoa, is going to happen. That'd be so good. <laughs> a dating <laughs> sim with Waluigi in it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, that yeah. would be so hilarious and so funny. And that's maybe not focusing on the PG version. No, you can still keep that PG. Yeah. Like, but just but think with about some, it. some good, uh, good nods there. <laughs> You do that. I would, just, be, I would just love that, right? Like, and then there's always the meme of um, what is it? Waluigi's taco stand. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's one of them. <laughs> so you can go with both of those, but I think a dating sim with Waluigi is where I'm resting my. So either a Waluigi dating sim or a Waluigi taco stand simulator is what you're saying. Food. I think food Nintendo loves simulator? both of those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. Oh, those would simulator. be good for for like their mobile initiative as yeah. well. So. Yeah. Oh my god. That what, would be a good idea. Saying. Just for them to test out some of those like side characters and mm-hmm. put them on mobile. How, how, how do you guys feel about Waluigi? Because I know that it's true. Waluigi has this like fame that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, do you think it's mm. like just up there with like Wario or? He's kind of weird because I, I don't give him much thought. Yeah. I think more about Dry Bones, if yeah. anyone. I love Dry Bones. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see him get his own spotlight and maybe to 
bring him to my mind more. I don't know. Like, I think I would care more about him if he did have his own game. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. I mean, that's, like, like, why I care about Wario is because Wario doesn't want any games. Yeah, Wario were awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly yeah you hit the nail on the head right there totally i mean waluigi has always been like in mario kart or mario tennis or anything like that but he's never been the star of his own game so we don't really connect with his personality as much i guess a lot of most people don't but it would be cool Except to for that like more crowd they got it yeah waluigi's yeah. fancy mansion some crazy memes mansion <laughs> yeah yeah he has to do <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do with it he's like <laughs> um <laughs> how do i handle this and he's like oh yes i should host my own version of the bachelor <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. Intro dating scene. So that's the name. That's the name of the dating scene. It's Waluigi's fancy mansion. (laughs) (laughs) It's inside of this game is a dating sim. There you go, Nintendo. We made it for you. All right. You can send your checks to IGN um, right here in San Francisco. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Nintendo. Uh, All right. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you all very, very much for watching and listening. We're a weekly show on IGN.com, but we're also on YouTube and any of your favorite podcast listening services so definitely make sure you're subscribed on youtube or the services if you aren't already um yeah so thank you very much for joining me today this uh this week ladies and we will see you you. guys next week thank you bye contained herein are the heresies of radolf burntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.